Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through Tony Storm exit from WWE that happened over the week. Also, we're going to talk about Big Swole's uh, claim that there is no diversity in AEW. I'm going to give you my feedback on that. Also, we're going to go talk about some AEW uh, review, Dynamite and Rampage. Also, we're going to have uh, results from the WWE Day 1, that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode and another season, season four of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and wow, the way the year ended, especially for WWE, was uh, tremendous. I mean, WWE last year had uh, all kinds of stuff going on with them as far as lying to the stockbrokers, uh, the, the 80-something plus uh, wrestlers they cut claiming they were um, budget cuts. We all know that's all bull. Um, and it continue. It continue and it shows that what this company is all about and what are they facing as far as they worry more about the money and they don't care about the fans. Now, I've been saying this for, what, three years I've been doing this podcast. And um, well, it's going to be the third year in May. Uh and I've been saying this. I've been saying that WWE does not care about their fans. They only cares about selling merchandise, uh, money. They don't care about the the, the wrestlers. They, they treat their wrestlers like they cattle. And once they know good, they take them to the back, no pun intended. They shoot them in the back of the bar. You know what I mean. But the latest, the latest person who WWE claimed they were released when in reality she quit was Tony Storm. Now, Tony Storm, former NXT Women's UK Champion, one of Triple H uh, kids, you want to call it, his kids. Because when Triple H did his, uh, when he was doing the NXT joint, he was, that was his baby. And all the wrestlers that were there were Yes, they take, took them from the independent scene, whatever they seen, but they were young talent. And this was back, I say, 2014. In five years, in five years, Triple H created a brand that was uh, pretty much topping the main roster, WWE's Raw and WWE SmackDown. And what does WWE does? They go and they pretty much take over NXT, and we have now NXT 2.0. A lot of the talent that Triple H had are either gone or they went to the main roster. I mean, look what they've done to allow the main roster guy. Look at the War Machines. Uh, a show of themselves. Ricochet, a guy who I, I loved when I was watching him in New Japan, but in reality, I defended this man during my podcast but yet he went and lashed out at the fans because he said, oh, you guys don't know nothing. 
So pretty much I don't feel sorry for him for being in there. Cedric Alexander, uh, another guy, great talent, was in Ring of Honor, went to WWE, participated in the WWE Cruiserweight uh, division, uh, killed it, even Triple H, uh, love his 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 matches. The the fans gave him a standing ovation. I remember that the cruiserweight tournament. And here we are. Where has Cedric Alexander been? He has been a shell of himself, a shell of himself. And it's sad because a lot of the guys that Triple H had on the NXT brand, McMahon and his goons. I pretty much damaged them. So the last one now was Tony Storm. Tony Storm participated in the women's king of the queen of the ring tournament, which was the worst horrible tournament ever. A, I think that the average the average matches through the whole tournament, I think, was believed like probably forty minutes. Forty minutes in a tournament, only to give. Tony Storm an opportunity to participate in that, but they lose in 90 seconds to Selena Vega. And look, as much as I love Selena Vega, but hopefully she represents my people, the Puerto Rican people. Uh, I love what she was doing before she left WWE, but she can't wrestle. She wrestles the WWE, and the WWE way sucks. And we're going to start off this year talking about WWE because People still tend to defend this company. No matter what, they see what the company does to these wrestlers. And yeah, you got these apologies. You got these people who come and say, oh, well, she got to let go because she couldn't make it. What? She couldn't make it? You got to be kidding me. A former NXT UK champion, women's champion, couldn't make it? Or is it because the, uh, the, the, the powers that be that are behind the scene have no clue of what to do and lazy booking. I mean, the craziest thing I saw over the over the weekend through the chatter box, which I call Twitter, was people saying that um, what was it? Uh, man, I just lost my frame of thought. That you know, AEW doesn't have writers. That's that's what I got. They're writers. The AEW doesn't need writers. Because of what Big Swole said, well, we're going to get into that on the next segment. They don't need writers, okay? I mean, some of the stuff that AEW wrestlers come up with are not too bright with the stuff that I saw on Rampage this weekend. Um, but let's not talk about the writers. Uh, if you want to talk about writers, let's talk about the writers. The writers in WWE are a bunch of comedic, clown-ass people that they pick from Hollywood, Okay? None of them have no, no, uh, no knowledge of the pro res- professional wrestling scene at all. And it was proven last year when a girl went into some stupid ass podcast that pretty much uh, uh, exposed WWE how they hired their people. So now, that's, what's the excuse now that people are going to come up with Tony Storms? The best part that I saw is it, I'm going to see it, and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to hear see it that people are going to be like, oh, um, she couldn't make it because you know she, she, you know she's not good enough. Really, well, let me read you a quote that um, the Tony Storm said once she left. WWE has been very high demanding. I miss my cousin's wedding. 
Christmas, my nephew's circumcision, and my father's intervention. I come to realize my dream of a WWE star is nothing more than sacrificing my time just to put over some bitch that really feels we must bow down to her, not just in the ring, but in off camera. Perhaps I should go somewhere else when I can make an impact. And this came from Tony Stone. And the bitch she's referring to is Charlotte. Okay. Now, all these podcasters even mentioned, and I'm talking about respectable podcasts. And I'm not talking about these clowns that, that they make a living out of WWE and defending the garbage that it is because a lot of you out there had nerves and the audacity to try to lash out on me and even block me because I speak out of WWE. But since you live off WWE and some, you know, you live it off WWE and think that you're going to make, you know, your fan base are smart fans. They're not. But let's be realistic. Okay. Tony Storm, again, a woman who was picked up for SmackDown brand that didn't do anything for her for three to six months while she sat in catering. Okay. And when they brought her out was to get Charlotte over. Why does Charlotte got to get over when this is supposed to be, and I quote, the greatest woman wrestler in history, according to these WWE e droids. Okay. Everybody talks about, oh, how great Charlotte is, but how funny it is that none of her title rings meant nothing, has not mean nothing. Even the title ring she has now is, has been garbage. And yet we have people defending this woman as the greatest WWE champion ever. You Are you fucking nuts? Okay? Are you nuts? This woman, none of her title rings have meant nothing. Even when she won the NXT title, okay? She didn't elevate the belt. That's why, if you look at her profile, her NXT championship reign is not even in, the, in her profile anymore. Because that's how WWE thinks about NXT. Okay? But you had Tony Stone come out and yeah, embarrass her by putting cake in her face, not once, but twice, when it's supposed to be the other way around. The baby face is supposed to throw pie and the heel, because that's the way it works. But you got these dumbasses like, uh, um, you know, John Laurinaitis and Brian Pritch, or Bruce Pritchard running this woman's thing. Bruce Pritchard doesn't like women wrestling to begin with, but you have him w- working on it. And, and I don't want to hear every week I go to these dirt sheets or who was the one producing of the SmackDown. Stop. I don't give a rat's ass who's producing this show. It always ends into Vince McMahon's hand. So I don't care if Sanjay Dutt was producing. I don't care if Jimmy Yang Yang was producing. I don't care who was producing this show. This show always ends up at the end, at the lap of Vince McMahon. McMahon is the one who says, okay, this is good. Okay? And then you got his kiss ass, Bruce Prison and John Laurinaitis, two guys who don't know shit about wrestling because Laurinaitis, I don't care if somebody, oh, that's Brew Warrior Animal's brother. He was a bum when he was a wrestler. He ain't won shit in the States. He won a couple of belts in, in, in all Japan pro wrestling. Other than that, he was garbage. Okay, and Bruce Pritchard, please, don't let me get started with him because he's another guy who almost caused TNA to go out of business. So they gave, they gave Tony Storm a, a shot at the belt. Then they had this uh, title, world title contender bullshit that they have, and Tony Storm wins it. But at the end, Tony Storm didn't even beat Charlotte Flair. And the woman was left crying in the middle of the ring. Okay? And people still defend this. Why do you defend this? This is not something to be defending. And I hope 
Tony Stoll, and I don't know what's going to happen now because supposedly they claim that she walked away. That she asked for her release. Some saying that the, her, she, the, her, that's not true. Her, she never asked for her release. She just got up and quit after finishing a three-way match up in, uh, I think it was Washington, D.C. or Baltimore, whatever it was, in a three-way. Okay? They got her in the ring with Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, in a three-way where, and I say, in like six, about 2014, 2015, if you would have had them these three women in NXT, they would have been a great match. There would be no Vince McMahon touch. There would have been no, because this would have been a triple A stuff, and you would have had a great match. But since they're in the main roster, you got you still pushing the damn the four horsewomen, Sasha Banks and, and Charlotte and Becky Lynch, and now uh, Bailey should be coming in soon. You only want to push these four ladies. Like the rest of the roster don't mean shit. Okay. It was cool when you had them with the four-way and you thought that well, maybe you could bring up Ronda Rousey and then you got Shayna Baszler and the other two girls that were part of the four horsewomen from the UFC. Um, Shayna, uh, Shayna Baszler, they had destroyed her and Ronda Rousey may not come back. It's not coming back and the other, the other two are probably gone from WWE already. So why are you still pushing these four ladies? Why are you not pushing Naomi? Why are you not pushing Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler was a killer and NXT. But you are be you know, and then you wonder why these people leave. And then you have these WWE droids come, you know, defending this shit, which is fucking horrible. It's horrible. You know what I'm saying? It is horrible. So it it, it just it's just nonsense. Pretty much nonsense. And, and it should be stopped. And people need to stop supporting this. So Tony Stone, we don't know where basically where she's gonna be at, if she's gonna be going to impact. Uh, going to MLW, uh, she, uh, most likely Tony Khan. I know he's gonna jump on getting Tony Stone into AEW, um, because the, AE, uh, the women's division is getting a little better with them not already got they brought in Mercedes Martinez. But how in the world you drop the ball with Tony Storms? This woman was money, and now, and at the top of it, all, she had to pay her flight to go back home, pay her flight to go back home. And your people keep forgetting, she is married or engaged to New Japan Pro Wrestling star Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson was coming up on the same business at the, at the time was Florida Championship Wrestling before it became NXT. So he's seen what these people has done. Okay, he left uh, F FCW to go to New Japan and go to the dojo and look Juice Robinson now, a, a mega star. In New Japan, one United States, United States, United States IWGP champion, tag team champion, world tag league. Uh, I mean, you want me to keep on? This guy has won everything. So, you think she hasn't gone to him and talked about it? I'm sure that they spoke about it. Who the hell wants to work in this environment that they're pushing the same clowns the last four or five years? The same four or five years, you know what I'm saying? So, when I come back, we're going to be talking about the day one. I didn't see it, but I just want to give you my input of the matches they had, and I, uh, probably two or three matches that I know of, which I don't care. But the biggest one was the main event, and how the year started for WWE already for day one, because I guess they're too concerned of making money instead of keeping making sure that their stars are either vaccinated or taken care of. But they're too busy trying to push this this agenda they have. Because McMahon don't give a rat's ass about nobody. And I'm going to keep saying that. But you e-droids 
don't don't want to listen to anybody because you stuck watching this program and this company. We'll be right back after this. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. We're back. So let's talk about this pay-per-view that happened last night called Day One. Now, for months, WWE was hell-bent to jumpstart day pay-per-views and all this nonsense just to be ahead of the curve from every pressing promotion that's out there. So they decided that, oh, we're going to do Day One, and we're going to do the first pay-per-view of the year, and blah, blah, blah. And they were pushing the, the main event matches, one of them being Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, which I felt it was entertaining. Uh, the whole, I think that was the only thing entertaining for me uh, as far as, you know, uh, the midsummer stuff, because the rest of the year, I really didn't care for WWE. But that was the most entertaining part of the whole WWE uh, as a brand was the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, because you didn't know if Paul Heyman was going to betray Roman Reigns or. Uh, it, you know, it, it, Paul Heyman was going to betray Brock Lesnar. So, and they left us the last, I think, the last couple of weeks of the year where Roman Reigns turned on Paul Heyman. So, which it, in a way, they pulled the trigger early. And I'm going to say that they pulled the trigger early, but in a way, it kind of worked because they pulled the trigger early. So, I'm like, last couple of weeks saying, I, I think they were desperate. They're trying to get people to watch this. And they had to pull the trigger early because um, prior to that, there was a COVID outbreak in WWE. Ten days before they even reported it, that there was outbreak of COVID in the WWE roster. So a lot of wrestlers, Denny's and Master Square Garden, I think the, the Christmas weekend, that there was a lot of people out. Big E was out. Um, I think Bobby Lashley, uh, Becky Lynch, a lot of people were out because of the COVID. So what happens? They are paranoid. They are running around and, and wondering, okay, what's going to happen now? And this and this and that. And next thing you know, they still we're going to push to do the day one pay-per-view. So what happens? Yesterday, I'm on the internet, and they announced that Roman Reigns will not be at day one because he has COVID. So what did they do? Instead of holding on to Brock Lesnar, let him rest, whatever. No, they put Brock Lesnar in the WWE Championship and made it a five-way match. The stupidity that WWE does because Brock Lesnar is a SmackDown guy. So now what are you going to do now that you don't that you have your world champion has or your universal champion has is uh how you call it has 
COVID. And now you put the number one challenger for his title to Raw, and he ends up beating all other four guys at the storyline. This is the crazy part. Because for weeks, WWE had you believing that it was supposed to be Big E versus Seth Rollins. Then they changed it to Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Then they changed it again, and they had Bobby Lashley against Rollins, Owens, and Big E. They even went as far as to have Big E uh, team up with Bobby Lashley. Gave us this this preview that Bobby Lashley is going to turn babyface. He's about to dump MVP. And here you go because you won buy rates on your WWE and you add uh, Brock Lesnar into this world title match. Okay, because now your universal title championship is not going to happen. You put him in there and he beats all four other guys. And then that includes another member from New Day to get beaten by Brock Lesnar. Does that make any freaking sense? That makes no sense. Okay. And I'm tired of seeing Brock Lesnar as a world champion or universal champion. This has been going on since 2012. Since Brock Lesnar's return and F5 John Cena, the day after WrestleMania. I don't know what, what he, uh, number it is, but it was the day after WrestleMania when he came back. Okay. How many times are we going to see Brock Lesnar, the world champion? And it shows you, you know, it's funny how people uh, in the chatterbox were talking about, oh, you know, Hulk is nothing. And this AEW is trying to produce new stars. But the ones who complain about AEW creating new stars is the same people who follow WWE who likes watching the same bullshit every week. It's like playing WWE 2K20 or 19, whatever. It's like playing a fucking game. Ever you see the same ship, different, different characters, same stupid ass storyline. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, if I sound upset, it is true because it's it's just tiring. Because I go, I try to stay away from the freaking social media as best as I can. Because every day I had to get into it with some idiot because they think they know everything, and there's always someone supporting WWE. These WWE droids supporting, thinking this shit three minute matches is wrestling. Three minute matches is not wrestling. Okay, it is not wrestling. Okay. Because that's what everybody like. 90 minute matches. 90 minutes? Might as well watch shit. Might as well watch the whole freaking show and watch promos. And even that, that shit is boring. Okay? Those 15 minute promos they do every week on Raw and SmackDown is fucking boring. Then they had the Street Profits versus uh, RK Bro. Come on. You know they're not giving the belts back to Street Profit. RK Bro, that shit is boring as hell. Matt Riddle looks like a dumbass every week. You know, they're pretty much saying, oh, yeah, he smokes weed, yeah, and we still work with us. You know, why? You know what I'm saying? Randy Orton belongs to, belongs in the single scene. He doesn't belong being no tag team champion, especially with a goofball like Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle could wrestle, I could give you that. Him and Sheamus has had some great matches. But his character-wise is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Then we had New Day versus The Uso. How... Many freaking times are we going to watch this? And again, New Day wasn't able to beat the Usos. 
The Usos are wearing are gonna lose the belts. But again, how many times are we gonna watch this? And all I kept seeing on Twitter doing this whole event that was going on was that the pay-per-view was garbage. This is not the first time I see that online. Nobody was talking about this day one shit. No one cares. Why? Because WWE doesn't bother to put an effort of creating new stars, creating a new storyline, long-term booking. They don't do none of that. Okay? But yeah, they want to shit on, 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 on Tony Storm. They want to shit on Karrion Cross. I mean, the shit that Karrion Cross said about what they were doing while he was there, it's just ridiculous. You know? It's just ridiculous. You know? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know what else to say. What is else to say? I mean, I've been watching wrestling for close to already, what, f- f- uh, 47 years, okay? All my life, okay? And when I used to watch WWE or WWF back then, it was entertaining. It was cliffhangers. You know what I'm saying? I saw the, the, the era when they used to have the squash matches. I saw the eras of, of the Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage matches, the Hulk Hogan era. I, I seen everything. But this, I mean, and I remember back in 94, 95, I think 93 to 95, WWE went to a down period when they had Dunk the Clown and they had all these things. And as bad as that was back then, I tried to watch it. I had some little, you know, I used to like certain wrestlers and all that. And that was bad. This is real, real, real bad. Okay? Real bad. For them to put pipe crowds in their programming and making it look like the people are going crazy with nobody, you could see it in the background. No one is going crazy for anything that this company puts on TV. So, and if you actually believe that the people are going crazy, look at the fucking background and stop acting like you don't see it with your own self. Stop defending garbage. That's all I gotta say. Okay, this this was horrendous. Again, Brock Lesnar, world champion, as many wrestling talent you have in that Royal Locker Room and you give it back to Brock Lesnar, okay? You could have had it a way where now the belt can't be, uh, you know, stripped or whatever the case may have a Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Money right there. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. I, I don't understand what the hell they want. So, you know, I, and listen, if Nick Khan is the, the one who's being groomed to take over, I hope The Rock buys the fucking WWE. So then maybe this whole shit is over and they get rid of Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, and, and John Lovernitis. All of them. Get rid of all of them. Because they they, 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 they're they killing WWE. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid. And you're listening to... The Choke Slam Wrestling Report. And we're back. So let's talk AEW. Now AEW this uh this week had uh last week had the last rampage and last dynamite. Uh Let's go with Dynamite to see uh, what happened in Dynamite. And Dynamite, they had a match uh, where they had Jurassic Express and Christian again, and with Lucha Brothers versus FTR, Private Party, and Matt Hardy. Uh, this match was pretty good. But 
we saw problems already. And I've been saying this, that I feel that Christian Gates is probably going to turn on Jurassic Express. And this is probably going to be after they have the title match versus the Lucha Bros. I mean, where is Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt has not been around. Uh, that's something to uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, he hasn't been around. But the match, you know, in the beginning, Christian took care of the FDR. Lucha Bros. and the rest of the team in control for most of the match. But Matt Hardy then came in to control or Jungle Boy as FTR and Private Party punished him. And then Penta Phoenix came in and attacked control of Private Party and FTR. Quinn hit a DDT on Phoenix. It took it took uh, control of the match afterwards. A moonsault on FTR by Phoenix. Luchasaurus taking care of all five men. People love Luchasaurus. I think this guy should be singles. This guy, forget about this Jurassic Express tag team. And just get rid of them and whatnot. Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian didn't like when Penta uh, blind tagged Christian because Penta blind tagged Christian, but then Christian did the same thing and then they started arguing and Christian got hit with a big rig from FTR and FTR wins the match. So it looks now there's going to be some big issue with uh, Christian and Jungle, uh, the Jungle, uh, Jurassic Express and Penta. So I, I see Christian Probably turning on uh, Jurassic Express. I mean, even Jet Christian, it's like he's like the spokesperson because he went and told Lucha Brothers to put the title on the line for next week. So we'll see what happens with that. Eddie Kingston and Private uh, Private Powerful versus 2.0 and Danny Garcia. This match, I mean, Eddie Kingston was obsessed with getting Danny Garcia. But why is Private Powerful teaming up with Eddie Kingston and getting beaten? by the team of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. That's not elevating Private Powerful. Private Powerful should be by themselves. But the good thing about this, I mean, and again, um, you know, uh, Lee pulled the trunks on Santana to beat, took for the win. And then afterward, Garcia hit Santana with the bell at the 2.0 attack, uh, Eddie Kingston and, uh, and Private Powerful. Chris Jericho comes out with the bat, and now Kingston and Jericho are arguing, and this looks like it's going to be a feud between, this is going to be a start-off between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho, two old-school guys that they're having, uh, you know, have never faced each other. Speaking about Chris Jericho, uh, I saw an article where Ric Flair, his little feelings got hurt because somebody called Chris Jericho the greatest of all time. And, you know, um, Ric Flair... Yes, she's still the greatest of all time, but Chris Jericho has won many titles around the world. It's still going at it at this level. And plus, he's not getting himself in trouble and shit that you're getting in trouble now that no one wants to touch you because of your little dark side of the ring. So you have an issue with um, Chris Jericho because he was the narrator for that dark side of the ring, uh, how you call it, um, you know, documentary. So you have a problem with anything. You think you're the greatest of all time there's been wrestler who's done better stuff than you and yes you won 16 times world championship whatever it's been but come on get get over it bro get over it. it's just annoying then they had an mjf provo on wednesday warlow looks annoying so you already know that's something that happened warlow ended up wrestling colin delaney and of course uh you know warlow with his power bombs he did like four of them on on delaney and then, uh, 
Of course, Sean Spears telling him to stop, telling the people not to push him. And, of course, at the end, Warlord paying Delaney. And, of course, you know, uh, Spears went and hit Delaney with a chair shot. I see the first one Warlord is going to start have an issue with is going to be Spears, and that's going to set off Warlord going by himself. And the Super Elite and the Undisputed are odds. Uh, pretty much Kyle Riley, which I find it funny, was kind of questioning uh, Adam Cole. So, and then, you know, and for, you know, because they were going to have the main event of the night. So now the question is, is uh, Adam Cole with the Super Click or he's with Red Dragon? I mean, I could, I, I mean, I see Adam Cole turning on the Young Bucks because, remember, the history between these guys, they killed them at BTE. And when I supposedly got killed by Kenny Omega and them, so I could see that happening. We'll see what happened. Uh, Dan Lambert did a promo. This was the most annoying shit that I don't like. I don't like what what, what Lambert gets on the mic. It's just horrendous. Uh, then Brandy comes out, which made it even worse. Uh, you know, uh, and I don't know if they're using Dan Lambert as the people claim that he's good at the mic. I don't think he's good at the mic at all. He's just annoying. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He said he likes Cornette better than Heyman, whatever. But this segment was horrible. When Dusty comes out, he gets jumped by the men of the year. Horrible. Whoever came up with this was horrible. This was fucking garbage. And this was pretty much a setup for Rampage between Ethan Eagle, uh, 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 O Eagle, Ethan Page against Cody Rose. The finals of the TBS tournament, uh, Carhill versus Rosa. Uh, Rosa was concentrating on Carhill's leg during the whole match. And then toward the end, a hoodie figure comes out and blasts Thunder Rosa in the head. Like, it looked like it was a bottle of some sort. And Carhill wins the match. After the, the hoodie figure comes out and they start attacking uh, Thunder Rosa. And it turns out it was Mercedes Martinez. Now, it's funny because Mercedes Martinez was an impact. And I guess impact uh, didn't sign her uh, again again again. You know, Impact don't know what the hell to do with any talent right now. I'm just like, like I said, disappointed with Impact. Uh, and um, so Mercedes Martinez signs with AEW. Smart move. And I'm glad she signed with AEW uh, and, and whatnot. So uh, after that, Ruby Soho comes out with a pipe and she kind of helps him out. See, Punk did a promo, which I really didn't care for. Pillman, Brian Pillman, another promo calling out Malachi Black. Malachi Black comes out, then he leaves again. Red Dragon and Cole versus Best Friend. And uh, this was a good, good match between all six wrestlers at the time. Remind me when in 2016 when they wrestled each other at the New Jap- in New Japan. So this was pretty good. Uh, so at the end, uh, Cole and uh, Red Dragon had a misunderstanding when after the Young Bucks come out and super kick one of the best friends. After Adam Cole uh, was hit accidentally by Kyle Riley during the match while he was standing in the apron, and it ended with Red Dragon looking at the Young Bucks and the Young Bucks saying, "Look, you hit Adam Cole. Adam Cole is like acting like he's in shock." But I still believe that there's going to be some bullcrap going on with that. Uh, as far as Rampage is concerned, uh, we saw uh, Darby Allen. Uh, against uh i believe it was max caster oh naturally it wasn't caster it was the other way and it looks like now sting and darby allen will probably have a tag team match against the acclaim next week after an idolo showed up 
and Sting and Darby Allin was looking at that, and the, the uh, Acclaim attacked them. Then we saw the Bunny and Penelope Ford against Anna Jay and Ty Conti. Uh, I don't know why they had this street fight, and these women cut themselves, they bladed themselves. Uh, it, it was crazy, I heard. Uh, I didn't get to see the match because it was New Year's Eve, and who the hell was watching this on New Year's Eve? Um, and, you know, I, I believe, I think, uh, yeah, that they went uh, Conti and, and a Jay one that I just don't understand why. First of all, why did Penelope Ford pull Ty Conti on a table and hit a moonsaw and the table didn't break? Who comes up with this? And I think Tony Khan needs to put a little bit more control of these creative ideas that these wrestlers do. And at first time, yes, I'm going to say that. Because this shit should have never happened. I'm surprised that Ty Conti did not get hurt after, you know, Penelope Ford hit a moonsaw and her thigh smack, dead smacked this woman dead in the face while she lay on a table that didn't break. You know? Uh, you know, it's, it's it's crazy. We saw also Ethan, and I got to see that the, uh, Ethan Page versus Cody Rose. They teased uh, a Cody Rose losing the match. Dan Lambert didn't pretty much uh, didn't do anything in this match. Um, uh, he did interfere in Cody's match by grabbing Cody's leg. Uh, R. Anderson did the same thing. Now my question is: Is Cody going to turn heel or what? When, what? What are we waiting for? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But there's, there's a lot of things going on when it comes to that. So the rampage stuff is crazy and ridiculous, but it is what it is. Um, so. That was your AEW this week. Again, they are now going to be, it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So we'll see. We'll be right back after this with more AEW. Hey, it's your boy, the host of the Chokesland Wrestling Report, the ultimate one from New York City. Uh, I want to thank those who's been supporting the podcast for the last two and a half years. As you guys know, I have a apparel website where you guys could get your hats your shirts and coming soon will be the black hoodies with the chokesland wrestling report logo on it. The same ones you see on my thumbnails. When I do my podcast, uh, you guys could go to TCWR dot very Again, that's TCWR dot very The home of the chokesland wrestling report. You get the hats. There's three different types of shirts. you got the chokesland wrestling report. Do you, original one for 20 bucks the other two up for 25 dollars. you guys could go in there check it out you could register to the website you could go into the website and you could watch the youtube videos that is linked into this web page also there's the logo of the chokesline wrestling report if you click that it will take you directly to the audio podcast and right under it you get to see the apparels the shirts i am going to put black hoodies coming up soon so guys check it out again this is a good way to support the chokesland wrestling report and i'm again i am thankful and glad that you guys are supporting the chokesland wrestling report i am your host the ultimate one from new york city and i hope you guys be safe and sound and hope to hear from you soon hi this is james rodens from the WNR podcast and you are listening to the chokesland wrestling report
And we're back. So let's talk about this thing with Big Swole. Now, Big Swole got let go or decided her and and Tony Khan mutually agreed for her to leave AEW, not signing a new contract. So Big Swole, you know, pretty much explained why she wasn't going to work with AEW no more and that she... Uh, you know, had issues, health issues, and blah, 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 and everything was fine. But it wasn't until Big Swole decided to get in some podcasts, if I believe. Hold on one second. Some podcasts, and pretty much try to look or make AEW look like this company that doesn't care about diversity. Um. And the crazy part is that now Tony Khan was on the fire and, you know, uh, WrestleTalk pretty much said the AEW president CEO Tony Khan is massively on, massively on the fire following his response, response to a comment made by former AEW Big Swole. Swole explained in an interview. See, she went and went in some interview she, uh, and uh, went to this event that one of the big problems for the AEW was a lack of diversity and representation. Now, I'm not going to get into this whole interview she had, but she first said that, you know, the AEW have too many people and people coming in, come and, and you know, and, you know, they have AEW Dark, AEW Revolution, and all that. And that part, I agree. They do have a, too, too many wrestlers. Too many. You know, it's for you, you keep signing new uh, stars and, and you don't have enough shows to you know, to, to, you know, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, showcase everybody. But here's the part that I felt that Big Swole dropped the ball at and kind of, to me, this is my opinion. Others may not agree with me, but she pulled the diversity card, which pretty much is just stupid. She put outside of the lack of structure, the biggest issue is, which is diversity. I do not beat around the bush. When it comes to diversity in my people. Now, I was telling someone online that she pulled out the race card. When she mentioned my people, she was talking about black wrestlers and black wrestlers, women and men. So she pulled out the race card. You pull out the race card on Tony Khan, who is also brown skin. Okay? So... You went as and said there's no representation. Truly, when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine. Again, the race card at all. I don't know why everybody's so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not good luck. What happened is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that's represented at the top and in the room with them. They're not helping to necessarily influence decision, but to explain why certain slang, certain words shouldn't be said. There's no one else who can explain our culture experience except us. Now, uh, and Tony Khan resp- rep- uh, responded back and said, the top two at AEWXX are, are brown, me and Megna, Mega. Jay, Jay Bowens, Caster, Dante, N- Nyla, Isaiah, Mark Coyne, all won on TV this month. You see what I'm talking about? This woman went and tried to use the race card. So he said the TBS title tournament was being very diverse, which is true. 
I let songs to I let Swole Contra expire as I felt her her wrestling wasn't good enough. I ain't did hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. Khan's comment had led to a lot of criticism for fan even wrestlers, including some of AEW. Swole's husband, WWE star, tweeted a little defensive, huh? And AEW's own Leo Roy has tweeted that, that he he's not cool with with it. He's pissed and. And the situation is effed up. He also demanded Tony Cook to apologize. Now, I'm glad I'm uh, on this thing because it's just ridiculous. First of all, a lot of people came and attacked Tony Khan for saying that Big Swole wasn't a good wrestler. Let's be realistic here, okay? Let's be realistic. You tell me any match that Big Swole had since she was with AEW there was, you were like, yo, she's world champion material. She wasn't. She wasn't. And at the top of it all, she's talking about that diversity, her people. When she's talking about black people, she's not talking about the gays, the Latinos, her people, okay? Saying that no one is pushed in AEW, which is nonsense. Powerhouse Hobbs, push. Part of Team Taz, push. Okay, I had a great wrestling match against CM Punk. Uh, who else? Um, Dante Martin. The future, bright future star. Just because he's light-skinned does not mean the brother's not black, okay? Leo Rush, who came to her defense right away, but Leo Rush, he's first one talking nonsense and all that. He's been pushed. He came to her defense, but let's be realistic. He talked to Tony Khan. Yeah, why not? So, and big and Paul Hobbs said his best in one of his tweets. If you have a problem with management, give him a call. As Big Swole never did. She mentions that she bumped heads with Kenny Omega, but she didn't mention nothing about, you know, she had issues with Tony Khan. Okay? And Big Swole, honestly, she was not championship material. Okay? She had a nice little feud with, with Britt Baker, and Britt Baker, you know, that, that was funny. And she, and she opened up a All Out last year, or the year before, between her and Britt Baker in a cinematic match. Okay? So, but yet... The diversity? It's funny, Sonny Kiss, a gay wrestler, was given an opportunity. Okay. Uh who else in there? Uh uh Nyla Rose, transgender. She's really a man, but she's now a woman because she did the operation. She's given it, she's won the AEW Women's Champion. How is not that diverse? Okay. Thunder Rosa was in the middle of a big, big uh, 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 no holds bar with Britt Baker last year. She won the match. Latina, okay, Private Powerful, one of the the best tag teams in the world right now. Uh, Private Party. Uh, come on, stop. And people want to talk about oh it's the diversity. We're not talking about black people. She said my people. And if you're saying my people, you're not saying gays. You wasn't saying Latinas. You were talking about black wrestlers. And that alone, right there. Shows you that she's just bitter because Tony Khan blew her spot up and said he probably told her she wasn't good wrestler. She's not a good wrestler. How many matches I saw, okay, and I myself I tried to give her a break because I thought she had the potential and the you know and she had the strength because she had some nice matches with Nyla Rose, but she used to botch, okay. She used to botch, and let's be realistic. Some of these wrestlers were not, uh, how you call it? ready to be on TV. 
And that's the thing that so much since people don't understand. Penelope Four, she's one of those wrestlers. Great somersault, all that, stuff, but she still botches matches. She's horrible, but she's still on the contract. I don't know why she's on the contract with AEW, but she botches matches. And you think Tony Khan don't see that? Okay. And when the next round contract come up, she may not be signed. They might let her go. Okay. So it has nothing to do with black and white. You just want to make it black and white. Okay. You just mad because they didn't see no potential in you because for whatever reason. So now because you're not relevant in the wrestling scene no more, you decided to do some interview with God knows who and bring up this. And then people getting mad because Tony Khan went and defended his company. This is his company. You're making it look like this company is racist. They do not push black, Hispanic, gays, whatever. She, he has the right to defend it. Now, was he right for saying that she wasn't a good wrestler? That part, he should have kept it to himself. Or he could have said, oh, well, things didn't work out with us. So I'm sorry that's the way you feel. But Tony Khan could get crazy a little bit. I think he's, when he gets on the mic, he's a little annoying. Okay? Um, but he has to defend his company. You're not going to let somebody, some outsider, come and, 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 and try to ruin your company's reputation. Are you crazy? And then you got these, 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 some of these fans that have no clue, have no idea, just want to bash Tony Khan, but any opportunity to get when it comes to AEW and say, oh no, she was right. This is, and then Jobbers Nation TV, I'm calling you out, okay? Because you're on Twitter out here talking about, oh, this should, you should cancel culture. Shut the hell up, okay? Because you're the first one defending WWE's garbage, okay? And it's okay And you was defending a Velveteen Dream not long ago who was uh, uh, pretty much, uh, uh, you know, uh, her sexually harassing minors online. But, Jay, here you go trying to cancel culture. Let me get the hell out of here with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm calling you out. Yep, I'm going to have the balls to call you out. Because it's tiring talking about cancel culture. You a dumbass. And then you and your little minions that follow you, it's another bunch of dumbasses. So get the hell out of here with that nonsense. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous as it is. I, I can't believe it. And another situation that I saw that uh another that people were saying uh was the Sammy Guevara stuff. Uh and I believe this is just my opinion. I believe that he is being punished for what he did on TV. He put his ex-fiance on TV for him to then propose to her in front of thousands and millions of people around the world, seeing him uh, propose to her. For then later on to come out that him and Ty Conti were doing, were, 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 you know, hooking up behind the scene, because this past what uh, two a day ago, two days ago. He posted a picture of him and Ty Conti kissing. So you think Tony Khan is gonna like that shit? Where right now you just you just made a girl or a female is went on national TV to get proposed to only then a couple of months later to be said that the same guy that proposed to you goes online and say that y'all two broke up and that respect the privacy. But you're not being private because you're putting your your shit all out there. And Sammy Guevara, this is not the first time I see him do some asshole moves like that, especially what he did with the Sasha Bank thing when he said a couple of years. So he has, he claiming he's grown. He hasn't grown. And Ty Conti, uh, I heard that she got divorced from her husband. Uh, the timing, the timing of it. 
But that's their problem. I just feel that they kind of effed up what he did. You know, he brought his girlfriend in, in front of everybody and proposed to her in front of an arena and millions of people and his blog and all that. Um, and now, all of a sudden, three months later, they're not together. And then he puts a picture of him and Ty Canty. I don't know. But I feel that Tony Khan probably took the bell away from him. Uh, they come up with that because of what happened. Um, I don't know. If he doesn't get pushed from here to maybe in June and he's not in nowhere to be seen, you know why. That's all I got to say. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but, you know, it's it's, it's crazy. But uh, And finishing up here, uh, also uh, news and rumors, we have NXT. Uh, the Cruiserweight title will be now no longer be in WWE no more. They are now scra- scraping. They're scraping the NXT Cruiserweight title. They're going to have a uh, the NXT North American champion against the NXT Cruiserweight champions. Whoever wins that match, the NXT Cruiserweight champion will no longer be around anymore. Uh, you know, so that that's, that's crazy right there. All that nonsense at Cruiserweight that was done back in 2016. And now that bell will no longer exist. It's crazy. Uh, real quick here uh, to end up my predictions for 2022. As far as wrestlers, as you know, right now, MLW, you got Alex Hammerstone as the world champion. At NWA, we got Trevor Murdoch. Uh, I seen probably Murdoch losing their belt to Matt Cardona. Cardona, uh, as as crazy as uh, everybody would think that I, I think Matt Cardona was the 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 comeback wrestler of the year last year because you know even though he was in Impact which Impact I don't know what to have to do with him he won the Game Changer Wrestling title and I, I won some other independent matches and now um, he is involved in the World Title picture at Impact World Title picture in NWA so that guy you got to watch him this year Impact Wrestling moves uh, if they don't get this match the, this damn title back to Josh Alexander I don't care for Impact. What moves right now uh, is the world champion. I like when he shows up at New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is the biggest thing, best thing that Impact is doing. That's the only reason I watch uh, um, New Japan Strong to see who the hell comes up from Impact to wrestles. Diana Perrazzo is the uh, the Reina, the Reina world champion. Don't be surprised she beats uh, Mickey James for the Impact World Title, the K- uh, Knockouts Title, and beats Roxy for the Ring of Honor World Title. Ring of Honor. As you can see, most likely we'll see if they, April comes and they're not around, they done, done and over with. The Briscoe brothers, don't be surprised if they show up at AEW. They are the game changer tag team champions and a Ring of Honor world tag team champions. So they got both of those belts and they're about to stop it with FTR. Uh, I see it happening. Why not? You know what I'm saying? So um, also the what else a aew of course you got hangman page i don't think he's going to be a world champion for a long time do not be surprised if miro wins the world title i don't see daniel bryan beating him on wednesday uh so that's going to be interesting next saturday they had the battle of the belts uh the women's division right now with Britt baker i don't see no one being Britt baker right now um so that is still up in the air the women's Division WWE, I'm not even gonna talk about them. I don't care what they're doing. They they're desperate right now. They're going through match shit. So I'm not even gonna bother with that. So uh so you know that's pretty much my New Japan Pro Wrestling. I I, I see Bullet Club breaking up this year. I think it's probably gonna happen either that 
Oh, Jay White's gonna get kicked out out of the Bullet Club. Um, so we're gonna see Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, it's coming up, I believe, is Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Saturday they have or Sunday they're gonna have the three day Wrestle Kingdom. So dude, I see, I don't, I see Bullet Club breaking up. They're not making no stride. They're not making no noise unless something's gonna happen. Either that or Jay White gets kicked out. That's the way I see it. That's why I bought the King Switch with the uh, Bullet Club logo on it before now before. They stopped selling it. So that is it for me today, uh, guys. This is the new season, season four of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, guys, if you want to follow me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my YouTube channel, which I'm going to be doing live, um, live streaming starting most likely this Friday coming up. Uh, in the evening, so whatever's happening from here to Friday, that's what I'm going to be talking about. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also, I got plans to um, interview uh, more wrestlers, authors, and all that coming up in the next couple of months. So I got a lot of things going on. Also, guys, check out my uh, merchandise website, tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr. Very impressive.com. I got my Chokesland Wrestling Report hoodies, t shirt, body slammer with the Chokesland Wrestling logo on it in the middle. I got the ding 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 with the bell and the logo on the back. I also have a snapback uh, hats in it, guys. Check it out. Um, if you didn't get to buy anybody anything for Christmas, that's the spot you could go and purchase your apparels there for the podcast and also help the podcast. Uh, and uh, Greatly appreciate it for all my supporters and whatnot. Uh, again, guys, uh, check it out, tcwr.veryinkpressive.com, the home of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. That is it for me this week, guys. Uh, again, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Also, follow my three-minute videos of News of the Day on TikTok. That's going to be coming back up. And check it out and support. Until then, guys. Be safe, wear that mask, protect yourself, and protect your family. Until then, God bless. Hits of you.